Welcome to IT Newbies, the podcast where we dive into the world of technology with experts from all walks of life. I'm Brent Ingram, and in each episode, we'll be talking to IT professionals about their career journeys from their early days as newbies to the heights of success they've achieved. And don't worry if you're new to IT, because we'll also be breaking down complex tech topics into beginner-friendly discussions. So whether you're just starting out in the field or looking to level up your skills, join us on IT Newbies as we explore the exciting world of technology together. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. All right, Phil, welcome to IT Newbies. I'm so thankful that you're here. Hey, likewise, Brent. It's good to meet you again. <laughs> it, you know, it feels like I haven't seen you in what, a year, almost two, the way that the IT world runs. Right, right. There's been so many changes in everything. And yeah, LastPass keeps getting worse, amongst other things. Well, I guess they can't be a sponsor for me in the future, but... <laughs> well, you know, what are we on office iteration uh, 346 now? You know, every time there's a major service disruption, subtract one, and uh, we've been at it a while. <laughs> that is true. All right. So yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, this is Phil Capobianco. And uh, we were colleagues for a minute, for about six years. And uh, it's been amazing to see your growth and where you're at um, currently. But first, what got you interested in IT? I mean, if we want to delve deep into it, you know, and like the subconscious things that uh, affect us. I mean, even back as a, a kid, I remember uh, my par- or grandparents got the VCR and they couldn't figure out after a power outage how to set the time. And so, you know, even from a young age, I've always had a little bit of, uh, you know, an inclination towards things technical and just figuring things out. And, you know, later on, um, uh, after my grandfather had passed and my grandmother visited my dad when he was overseas and they sent back a, you know, a, a computer tower and we're like, wait, it's a computer, but how does it work? What are we doing? And so, and one of my uncles, he was in the trade and he helped that put that together. And then I think around the time I turned 12, um, you know, I actually got, you know, more parts to these computers and I was on a computer most of my evening. That was kind of my recreational habits. And, you know, never having uh, a lot of money to, you know, pay for support, anything like that. Anytime there was an issue, I'd be the one who, you know, was looking things up, trying to figure out how to fix things, what the hell's the driver. And before I went off to college, you know, we went through Fry's, you know, back when that still mostly existed. And uh, we, we went all out, got a, a nice computer. I think some of bits of it glowed. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be the kid with the coolest computer in the dorms. And uh, the, the only thing was I had to put it all together myself. And uh, I mean, it's a kind of a tradition that any major computer uh, setup that I work mm-hmm. on now, if I'm uh, you know just doing firewalls or servers, uh, you know, in a data center or, you know, random IDF closet. There's probably a little bit of my blood in all of these places. I'm going to attribute that to learning young and not necessarily doing things the right way every time. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, you know, it, it goes back. You know, uh, when you build your own computer for the first time, you realize how many things can go wrong. Uh, more than one time having to wipe your operating system and set it up back up from scratch because I probably shouldn't have loaded that piece of software, but you know, this was back in, 
oh, the mid-2000s, you know, when everyone and their mother had some piece of antivirus or driver refining software out there. Jeez, I mean, those were the days. But so that, that, that that's the background, you know. Finally, I came out of college after getting a degree in foreign languages, decided, you know what, it's going to be really exhausting, and I'm going to have to pass all these tests if I want to do something like... Uh, be an interpreter or diplomat so i figured uh, i'll get the first job that comes my way worked at that for three four five years and eventually that industry which was like scrap plastic reclamation it uh it, it eventually was kind of imploding all the big players had their footholds and it was hard for a small player to get in so i looked at myself and said what marketable skills do i have and turns out knowing how to turn a computer off and on again is actually a lot more valuable than people think. So <laughs> I got two part-time jobs, um, you know, paying the bills just enough to get by. I was making about what I was uh, beforehand, but I actually uh, around that same time had interviewed uh, with my current employer, which am I allowed to say who they are? Does it matter? Uh, we can, yeah, you, you can say it if you want. No, no, I mean, yeah. so back in the day, well, I mean, hey, they barely exist anymore. Simplicit, Simplicit yeah. Technologies, formerly uh, LA Webmaster. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the first time I interviewed, uh, you know, my buddy Adam, he was working there at the time. He's like, well, we need more people. We're always looking for people. Why don't you interview? And so I did a phone interview and they said, yeah, you just don't have the skills we're looking for. Sorry. So, you know, I, I, I did these two part-time jobs, just doing basic stuff, you know, like Outlook Express and, uh, you know, helping people figure out where to put things on a server. Looking back, I knew nothing. I had no business <laughs> in that role, but the people who had hired me knew even less. And I mean, it was a good experience because I got, a. I mean, it was my first experience working with uh, G Suite at the time. And so I knew a little yeah. bit about that. Um Eight months later, Adam calls me back. He's like, dude, we really need some help. You should put your resume in again. I'm like, well, I've got a little bit of experience. Let's see what happens. And basically what happened is they said, well, you still really don't have what we need, but I'm going to give you a little bit of homework and see how quickly you pick it up. And I want to say two weeks later, I was sitting up in Calabasas and they're like sweaty palms, all nervous. Like, oh, this is my first big boy interview. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say it was very informal. AL, super nice guy, super chill. Um, Probably like what handles or or barefoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. F- funny you should mention because I, I I got the job and then maybe two weeks later because yeah they needed someone right away but I wasn't I was going to do the right thing like all right two weeks notice and uh, the first day I showed up he was actually wearing sandals but it's because he had a foot injury you know we were at a client for uh, you know an office move and he's like yeah this isn't our normal footwear this is just uh you know I can't have my foot enclosed so <laughs> but yeah the, the first time I uh, I was on site I basically got to meet the whole team you know Wendy was there Rustam was there Yoni was still there oh, wow. Yeah, it was interesting. I haven't thought of him in forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it's been uh, oh, it's been a while. People have come and gone, but you know, that's nice that you know some of us uh, still keep up. Yes, 
And, and that yeah. is a, a beautiful thing about yeah, Simplicity is that a lot of us, we just went through the trenches together and yeah, and, and just built up, you know, friendships. And... Shared trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds about right sometimes. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I mean, I, I feel like no matter where you work, you know, there are places that you remember where the, the people in you just kind of, you, know, you, you meshed well. The, the, there yeah. was no real problem with the workplace itself. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, no, no problems worth uh, ranting about. You know, the, right. the, the, you're always going to have things that need improvement. Yep, exactly. Um, and so currently your, your title is help desk technician, but you've been there for, I I think seven years now, but you're not really just a help desk technician. Like what are your current responsibilities and, and what does your typical day look like? Uh, well, yeah, actually it's going to be seven years next Tuesday. Which is going to be exciting. Happy work anniversary, uh, right? Yeah, I, I'm on the cusp right now. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. I think that's one of the uh, the longest running jokes, at least that I have, is that you know my title still just says help desk technician, no tier, no specialty, nothing. But <laughs> and sure, you know that there will be plenty of tickets that I work on. You know, like okay. So let's check, uh, open up task manager. Okay. Yeah. 36 days since your last restart. Let's go ahead. Oh, that fixed it. No problem. You're welcome. But you know, uh, everyone in the company pitches in, you know, that there are managers, the, the owner occasionally, you know, everyone is pitching in, you know, you know, no one's just running the race and dragging people behind them. So as far as my responsibilities, who that that's tough because I uh, I was the sole technician for one you know, the Santa Monica region and several of our clients out there, which are completely different monsters. You know, for the most part, we you know we come in in the morning, we sign into the ticketing system, we sign into the remote software, start checking our emails, clean up some of the the waste in there, and you know, tackle whatever you had scheduled for the previous day. I mean, that that's really how I live a lot of my life. It's either, well, for the longest time, I was on site almost every single day in Santa Monica. So I'd be setting up a lot of my work to, you know, dodge those visits. Sometimes if it was an emergency, I'd extend that visit so I could place it like a 15 minute slice, half an hour slice for a call outside and you know, as long as I was hitting the responsibilities for these on-site clients in Santa Monica, they didn't matter if I was there for two hours or three hours because, you know, I'm only billing the time that I'm working for them. These days, I'm actually handing a lot of that off. You know, I, I, I'm more remote, almost, uh, I, I mean, almost, you could almost call it a field engineer. You know, the, the people who are going to be under me and replacing me in the Santa Monica region, I'm going to be handling a lot of their work and also the the tasks that require a little bit more technical knowledge, either of the client itself or, hey, you know what, you guys work on this for a little while, let me know if you have any issues, and then that'll give me time to have the calls, make the changes that I need to do, you know, I may not do a lot of the same say programming that some people might expect in a higher level position, but I, I feel like there's only going to be so much depending on the position you're in, you know, working in MSP, 
the issues a lot of the time seem more one-off. And then, yeah, there are always going to be things you can automate, things you can script. And yeah, you know, I, I, we, we have like little repositories where we're picking up the, the tools that we think are really handy. It's like, okay, you know, this is how to, you know, uh, just the other day, I don't know if you've heard, apparently Microsoft announced that they had this crazy vulnerability in Outlook. And a more recent version patches that almost immediately. But I mean, it's crazy because it requires zero user interaction. Literally the day before I had come up with uh, a command uh, for someone else's issue that lets you copy, paste it right into uh, CMD mm -hmm. and it will automatically target a specific version or the most current version. And then we just modified that with a few flags and we're able to roll it out across the entire organization. Ah, and so it's beautiful. nice when you can take something that, you know, was seemingly small mm -hmm. and then use that to solve a problem for, you know, hundreds if not thousands of computers slash users at any given time. So I guess that's kind of how my role has changed over time in that I've been building up a repertoire of different tools. These days, a lot of people say, oh, Phil, Phil knows Apple and Phil knows Google stuff. I'm like, oh, seriously, man, like, I, I don't know any of this stuff. All I do is Google things better than you do. <laughs> uh, but I, I guess really, it's a matter of over time experiencing the different tools Yeah, and never really picking something up and thinking, I'm never going to use this again. You know, really a lot of the time it's building an assembly of tools that you can kind of stick together with duct tape at any given time to solve more complex problems. Duct tape is pretty uh, loose of an analogy because some of these, I, I feel like there are solutions like these at some of the Fortune 500 companies, you know, all, all over the place that are you know, stuff's just stuck together. And if it breaks, people are going to scramble because no one remembers what it was in the first place. But that, that, that that's kind of how things have changed. And, you know, the longer that I'm around, people start trusting my opinion. I am having more conversations that involve policy and, you know, the way that other people are going to work. So as far as my days, well, that's, that's a little different story because during the pandemic, obviously we got to all work from home, but I did still go into Santa Monica because it turns out as an IT worker, you are an essential worker as long as you're supporting remote workforces, which was nice being able to get out of the house, but they also shifted my hours to 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. So I've got roughly two hours before most of our clients even start their days that I can look into things like patching our firewalls against announced security vulnerabilities. Um, I can spend time, one of our clients has a branch out in Kiev. And so we've spent uh, a lot of time while, you know, their, their uh, support team has kind of come and gone, um, interacting with their team and, you know, figuring out how to work just kind of around the clock in a certain sense. So it's, it's been interesting, but yeah, you know, just like anyone else, I start my day, I log into my ticket system and remote system. The only difference is that working with Santa Monica, I'm working, logging into two other email systems, two other ticketing systems, and also their chat clients. So I uh, am constantly looking at a whole lot of notifications coming in at me every day. Yeah. How do you... I guess prioritize those notifications so that you don't get 
overwhelmed? Um, I don't. <laughs> Constantly overwhelmed. <laughs> no, um, I, I feel like I did live that way for a long time. And at some point, I just figured out, you know, you're only going to have so much time in a day. But there are some things that will come back and bite you if you don't handle. So look at the things where, okay, for example, I, I've had a ticket to perform a certain amount of minor maintenance. The minor maintenance means that, okay, out of this relatively small office, they've got something like 12 meeting rooms. Occasionally, one or two or three of them might go offline. Versus if I handle... I guess a, a little higher level task of I, I'm helping bring on an MSP for their Kiev branch and getting them oriented and by getting kind of their scope of work together, I'm going to make their, you know, main HR person's life over there a lot easier because she's basically been having to interact with me at 7 a.m. my time and until whenever I'm done just to get a new computer up and running. And that's not at all in her job description, but she has just been a champ getting through it. So. Shout out to Olga. She's cool people. <laughs> yes, so. shout out to Olga. Thank you, Olga. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, the, there are a lot of reactive tickets that you're going to get in a day, and it's very tempting to look at something and be like, okay, this uh, just came in, I can resolve it, knock in, just keep on chopping things down. But one of the things that you really want to look at is weigh the ticket. Look at it and see, okay, this person says their email isn't working. Well, is it not working on their phone? Is it not working on the computer? Does it work in the web browser? If none of their email works at all, yeah, you this person can't communicate with anyone. They can't get any work done. If it still works in webmail, though, they can, you know hang on a little while while you're working on something like, oh, this company needs a new distribution group set up because they're trying to interface with a client. You know, you, you want to look at, I'd say, the number of people affected by an issue and also the severity of an issue because those are two things that are really going to determine how quickly an issue needs to get solved. And, I mean, I came with a whole list of uh, things that just kind of, I, I, I call them the pot A commandments because that's our team's name, but I feel like yes. there are a lot of things that go into priority that get covered in this, but at the same yeah. time, th th this is more of a, how to deal with your day-to-day -day life. And, you know, if you want your, your work to be a little less complicated, you can kind of go through things and I'll probably send you a copy later. And if you have like a little text for this thing, you can, send it out to people but no yeah I, I think you actually sent it to me last week and i really think oh, it yeah. should be dubbed I, I think you called it the the 10 tech commandments yeah and uh yeah I, I think it should definitely go by that if you have it pulled up yeah definitely let's go over them i, oh, I, I absolutely love it happy to because th there are so many things that you can learn about prioritizing as you go but a, a few things that i just threw together because i thought hey you know these are these are just useful and one of the first things is just cover your ass and you know uh, what you want to look at this is from a perspective of consistent clear communication with both your team and end users make sure things are done you know communicated in writing so if someone says do this and you do this and they come back saying why'd you do this and you said there it is it's right where you said it but you want to document everything and also make sure that you're 
ticket notes are clean and clear. Because if you have to hand this off to someone else and they're not able to pick up the work without coming back and interrupting you or calling you in off a of vacation, it, it's not good for anyone. Um, number two is taking responsibility for your mistakes because when something goes wrong later on and it's not your fault, people will believe you. If you spend your time hiding something you did that you may have messed up then people are going to be like, what else is being hidden? Number three, users lie. So I want to take a, a very wide view of this statement because it's really, it's not saying like people are out to deceive you. Yeah, sometimes not malicious. Sometimes they just don't know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the, 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 and my first note on this, most of the time, it's not on purpose. It's our responsibility to reach out and get the accurate information, uh, both on what the issue is, who's actually having the issue, because I, I can tell you that there have been a few times I've been in a rush and just thought, okay, I think I know what's going on. And you reach out and so is this, no, no, that's not it at all. And, you know, you have that moment where you're feeling kind of embarrassed, like after a while you kind of get into a role. It's like, oh, you know what? I see where I misread this. And, you know, you just smooth it over and continue on. But especially if you're getting into tech, if you freeze up because you got something wrong when you started the conversation, when you just entered the phone call, uh, you know, you want to look good in front of the client. And this can definitely help. So, you know, clarify what's going on, you know. Is the person submitting the ticket the one who is having the issue? Is the device a laptop, tablet, phone? I mean, is the server on fire? You know, make sure you spend the time to actually figure out what's going on, you know? And sometimes it's a really good way to buy yourself some time when you're working on other issues. You know, a lot of the time when a ticket comes in, I will say, hey, just to clarify, um, do you have time to work on this in the next hour? And, you know, so to make sure I know what's going on. So you can't send emails on your phone and Outlook. And then in the time that they spend getting back to me or waiting for the email to come through, granted, the email may not come through for them if their email's broken. But, it, you know, it's an example. Uh, I may have finished what I was working on or finished whatever meeting I was on before so clarify what the user means, you know, really figure out that what they're saying is accurate because the computer doesn't work is not very clear. Uh, number four, under promise and over deliver. Set users expectations early and often. So again, this kind of goes back to, you know, reaching out, asking questions and trying to schedule a time. Because if they say, hey, I'm having an urgent issue, please call me. And no one calls them for, you know, two hours, eventually that's going to come back to you. It's like, hey, why didn't you reach out? What's mm -hmm. going on? You know, what's happening with this? It's like, oh, I was so busy. Yeah, you know, take a minute, stop and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to look into this as soon as I can. As soon as the user knows that their issue is being handled and there's a timeline set for it, all of a sudden you've got a whole bunch of breathing room. You could say, hey, you know what? Um, I'm not going to have access to this thing. Or, you know, or I need a little bit of time. Can we talk about this tomorrow? You make your life a lot easier because you start managing your time. And yeah, which rolls right into number five, schedule it out. Don't spend your whole life moving, just jumping from proactive ticket to pro or reactive ticket to reactive ticket. 
mm. you're going to get stressed out. You could burn out easily halfway through a day because all yep. you're doing is reacting. Yep. So work with your schedule. If you've got meetings, make sure you're making your meetings. If they're not super important, you can reschedule them, especially depending on the priority of the issue. Hey, you know what? If the owner of the company... Uh, if his computer starts smoking and he needs to figure out how to get his hard drive out, it feel free to drop uh, whatever meeting you're about to go into because chances are that's going to really take priority. No one else can do business because he can't. Um, let's see. Uh, document everything. There you go. Coming back to number one. Cover your ass. Document everything. If you fix something once, why make someone else solve it again? Yeah. Or yourself. Just put it down in documentation somewhere and make sure that it's gotten screenshots. It's funny because, you know, we were talking about uh, different products and uh, brands that I'd like to uh, announce. I would really, really right here like to plug uh, Snippaste. You can find it at snippaste.com best screenshotting software I've ever found. And uh, if you like it enough, it's worth buying it because whoever developed that, they made it with love. <laughs> I have spent, well, spent, I have saved hours, probably days of my life at this point using that software and it makes documentation so clean. Oh, so, wow. okay, yeah, if you want to make step-by-step -step, uh, guides for you or the people around you, Every once in a while, someone comes back and says, oh, yeah, Phil makes the best guides. I'm like, I don't. Snippaste does. <laughs> but uh, back to the covering your ass, document everything, get it in writing. So look at documentation in a couple different ways. Documentation isn't just the notes that you put down for someone else to refer to. It also means the emails that you have with users, with clients. It means the tickets notes and tickets if someone goes back and says hey you know what it says that you uh troubleshot this thing but what'd you actually do someone has to ask that or if you think oh i fixed this thing a year ago if you can go back and see that documentation or that note you will have a much better time i to this day you know i still i'm working on that but it's not necessarily natural if you fix a thing especially like you fix something on your home computer man, it feels great. You finally yeah. fixed that issue. And if it comes back up and you have to spend another hour or two working on that, you're going to regret it. But we wanted to get things in writing, especially when people are saying, make this purchase or delete this thing. And even when they say, you know, yes, absolutely, please do this, and they have it in writing, think twice overthink this is one case because if you can't get something back you know maybe figure out a way like okay well, you know what before uh you have us delete this what if you need it in this scenario down the road sometimes you'll get people to change their mind but yeah long story short if you think it's going to be a disaster get it in writing first yeah that's that's probably saved us so many times yeah <laughs> just by doing that oh man I, uh, one of the first mistakes I ever made at Simplicit was wiping a, uh, a former VIP's laptop. 
um, coming in there Ooh. and uh, getting the site handed off from someone who was just checked out. He's like, yeah, you can hold on to this for like another week or two, but if they don't ask for it, it's probably safe to wipe. Oh. And I want to say somewhere with 24 hours to one week afterwards. Hey, so where's this laptop? Uh, uh, uh. And that was my most uh, humbling early experience. Oh. That was rough. So, again, cover your ass, get it in writing, document everything. That was just, uh, hey, someone had given me an off-the-cuff remark, like, yeah, it'll be fine. It wasn't fine. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. they took pity on me, and uh, I never made that mistake again. Yes. Uh, oh, number eight, text messages have no SLA. This is an important one, because I feel like this really helps with the work-life balance and also keeping within whatever your company has set up for your protection, your success, mm -hmm. your mental health, because everyone is going to have a ticket system. Hopefully I haven't met a company that hasn't yet, but I'm sure they exist. But when you can work as much with the ticket system, it's there for you. It's there to protect you. You know, a lot of us pride ourselves on white glove service for all clients. Um, you know, I, I mean, where we work at least, you know, I, I really, I guess I'd say give a shit. You know, I really care about, you know, like the, what I do, the way that I work is an expression of myself. And if I'm half-assing it, then, you know, I don't really feel good about the work that I do. But, you know, people, as they get comfortable with you, as they get to know you individually, they start, you know, they'll ring you up. They shoot you a text message. They send you a direct email. And... The longer you're in the business, I feel like the more busy you get, you know, the more responsibilities, the more things you're looking after. And these things are really easy to miss. I'm not really looking at my phone at all through the day unless I need to get another MFA code. So yeah. if someone sends me a text message, I try to set the understanding that I will try to respond to you when I can. And I know there are certain cases like I, I have picked up. You know, some of these, you know, Slack, Teams, text messaging, you know, direct calls, because every person has their ideal communication method. Some people will mm. not respond to an email. They yeah. will respond to a text in seconds. But if they forget that the ticket system is the way to open an issue, like I, I actually had a perfect example of this earlier. Someone sent an email into the ticket system, CC'd me directly, texted me about a minute later. So I saw it, but and there was already a ticket in there. So that was some place that I didn't have to go later, put all the notes, get my time in. You know, I, I just once I was done working with them, boom, time entry done. But mm -hmm. if someone expects, okay, owners of a company, we might make a you know exceptions for those. You know, yeah, yeah people who we have all these pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That there are some people who get the direct to the front of the line service. And there's always going to be that person. But if everyone gets in the habit of going directly to you and not going through the proper channels, it's sometimes a good reminder for them if an email gets missed. Because you go on vacation, you get sick, you are human. Things are going to get missed, but if they want accountability, 
they go for the system that has a service level agreement. That's the SLA. That is there so to make sure that you're meeting the terms of the contract with them. So you don't always have to think about it, but it's always going to be there. I mean, that's how you get paid. So if you, at the end of the day, you're looking at time and you've only got six hours or something in your sheet and you're wondering, well, what about all this other stuff? I know I was yeah. working constantly. It's a lot easier when you can go back and say, well, that's the person that I talked to and that ticket I worked on. Granted, you always want to be keeping up with your time as you use it, but realistically, that's not always going to happen. Yeah, you need to stop. You need to take the time and not hop from one thing to another without completing everything. But that's part of why I'm going to try working on ticket life cycles, uh, life cycles around here, because I want to make sure that we have kind of a process. You know, you're not done with the ticket, no matter how urgent the next thing, almost no matter how urgent the next thing is, because there are some things that are so urgent, you drop everything. You said, oh, my God, I'm going to have to call you back. You know what? It happens. But for the most part, you need to make sure that you're completing your work before you move on. Otherwise, you are going to burn out. Every time I feel like I'm going to burn out, I look at my habits and think, what am I not attending to? What am I missing? Mm. It, you'll notice that uh, on number nine, never assume, it, it kind of goes back to, again, a lot of this is documentation and communication. Yes. Because ne never assuming is, again, is so when you communicate with a client, vendor, or coworker, it's always easy to assume that you're being understood and that you're understanding someone. It's like, hey, this person said that uh, Outlook's having a thing. And then you jump on and you thought it was Outlook on a PC and it's Outlook on a Mac. Yeah. Yep. Figure That's out the answer. matters. And yeah. even just there's so many within the tech industry, there's so many acronyms <laughs> as well. <laughs> You know, you could be thinking of one thing, but it's something completely different. Absolutely. And yeah. Got to get the context. In that yeah, way. exactly. It's like, you know what? I think I just to make sure. I mean, sometimes, and this is a bad habit of mine, but sometimes I will have a ticket for someone. I'll jump on the phone with them and say, you know what? I took a glance, but I, I want to hear this in your own words. Can you describe a little bit more? Because email is only so descriptive. It's funny. I was talking to a, uh, a AAA the other day. My battery died. Not totally my fault, but kind of my fault. Um, long story short, though, we, we were talking about you know the scope of our work, and uh, you know he's telling me about how he had worked as a mechanic for a while, and those noises that you make when you feel like you're sounding like an idiot when you show up in front of your mechanic. Well, you know it's making this. They actually use that. That's actually useful information. That's context. That's uh, that's good stuff. So that's that's another reason why it's really important for me in the course of my work to not come across as judgmental. Like th these people, they don't know what I know, and I couldn't do their job half as well. Well, okay, there are probably a few people out there. You know who you are. <laughs> but um, realistically, there are, uh, you know, so many things things that people can provide to you if they're encouraged correctly yes um but they have to slow down they have to be patient with you you have to be patient with them you know it's a two-way street you know, the, the the way that i like to treat my users are is if we're all working in the same company together because realistically you know we're all running the same race you know i'm just hmm. 
running a different leg. So if I can help you and then get out of your hair as quickly as possible, I would love to. So the, 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 that's why it's really important, you know, you don't make assumptions, you don't, you know, come in with preconceived notions. Yeah, there'll be that user who cries wolf a thousand times and then, you know, shows up with a real issue one time. So, and then of course the last rule, it's always DNS, Fridays are read only. <laughs> um, D DNS, I, I don't even understand all of it, but I mean, as far as DNS goes, yeah, there are a shocking amount of times when you get up to a certain level that how many times DNS can be the actual issue. So yeah. always be, you know what, just in case, even if it has nothing to do with DNS, consider it. It's a little nugget there. Uh, and then Fridays are read-only. I think that this is a little bit more of, uh, it's a sign of how superstitious we as IT professionals are. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, and it's funny because I, I feel like there are a lot of us who are not even religious, but superstitious as hell, like <laughs> chanting, ritual, stuff like that. You know, make sure, you know, please don't let the server go down. Um, Fridays are read only means that unless you want to have to drive across town to bring up a server that you thought would be, you know, oh, it's just a, you know, a quick, uh, a quick update. It'll be fine. And... Yeah, I mean, even at the end of the day, I mean, figure a lot of people are going to be working. So if you do at the end of the day, Friday, well, if it doesn't come back up, who's going to be spending Friday night or Saturday morning driving in? It's going to be you. Yep. I uh, admittedly have not been as cautious as I could have been um, a couple times and uh, got in the way with it. But again, superstitious. My luck will run out one day, and yours will too. The thing is, I've been around long enough that if it happens, we'll recover from it one way or another. Um, but, you know, the the younger you are, you know, you, you don't want to plant yourself, uh, you know, a target on your back like, hey, this is the guy who uh, thinks it's cool to uh, reboot the firewall oh, man. at 10 a.m. on a Friday <laughs> again, which I did, but man, the, the 10 minutes that this rather old model took to come back up, we're, oh, man. <laughs> they were a bit terrifying, a little stressful, not going to lie. So uh, the, the, those are just a little, I, I mean, I'm sure that I can wrap things in and they can be improved, but look, as far as I'm concerned, if you want to be successful in IT, you look at your communication, mm -hmm. you look at your treatment of others, you know, as people, you look at your documentation, and I mean, it, what it really all comes back to are your coworkers. These are, these are the people that if you get too busy, they're going to understand, they're not going to throw you under the bus. They're the people who are there to help you out, pick you up, and yeah, you know, it's a little bit cheesy, but yeah, it is kind of your family. You know, these are the people that you spend the majority of your day with. So, mm -hmm. you know, ah, that's so good. I, <laughs> ah, there's so many nuggets in there and yeah, it, it's no wonder that you've become, uh, uh, so experienced in your role and have been killing it and, you know, and as you can known... see, you can talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, but it's all good stuff versus someone who talks a lot about nothing. Um, but yeah, but but you have become known as just really reliable, and it is because you've stuck to these principles and 
I've seen it. You live them out every day. Um, all right. So I just have some quick rapid fire questions to close this out. For sure. Um, all right. iOS or Android? Android all the way. I just, you know, I got onto it back when iOS only had one button. And <laughs> at this point, it's it, there's too many features. Uh, caveat, I'm better with iOS than I am at Android now because every user that I support has iOS. So, mm. All right. Mac or Windows? Oh, I'm more used to Mac now. When I first started, um, I was dropped in an all-Mac shop. And I will say this. I love the user interface to a certain extent. But when it comes to troubleshooting and adjusting features, got to love my PCs. Yeah. All right. And then since you live in L.A., um, which team do you like more, Clippers or Lakers? Oh, all right. I may get some hate for this, but Lakers, because I, I, obviously both home teams. Yeah. But, you know, got to support the family team. I'm not, yeah. look, we're, we're Italian and I'm not looking to make enemies within the family. <laughs> that's that's a very smart move. Uh, <laughs> coffee or tea? Tea, actually, mostly because coffee, I uh, I don't get along with coffee so well. It can have the exact same amount of caffeine, but coffee makes me jittery. And uh, I get a lot of dirty looks from other IT guys. <laughs> like, what? I'm on my fourth cup this morning. Yeah. It's like, well, sorry, I'm just better than you. Um... Yeah, right? <laughs> Are you a night owl or a morning bird? Definitely a night owl. Although, surprisingly, in my older age, I also find myself adjusting well. I mean, as you heard... <laughs> I uh, I got shifted to 7 a.m. start. Yeah. The problem is that I can also stay up until 1 or 2 a.m. So eats into my sleep a bit. <laughs> All right. Last question. What is the best food you've made in the last year? Oh, um, that's tough because usually I will do a deep fried turkey for Thanksgiving that I will first brine. Um, but I didn't get to do that this year. So, wow. Um, it's tough because I I like to make a lot of food and I make it all the time. Um, but one of my favorite things to do is, uh, it's called Lurofan. Um, and I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but it's Chinese and Taiwanese dish. That's it's braised pork belly on rice. Very simple, lovely comfort food. And you can cut the pork belly with a spoon, like just drop it right oh. through and it's so tender. So, Oh, now I got to have I, some. Yeah. So good. I, I couldn't even tell you what the best thing I ate in the last year, let alone what I cooked. So I am a foodie and combined with my uh, large uh, percentage of work from home, it has uh, motivated me to get motivated because dang, you know, th- th- this food will catch up with you. I'm pushing uh 36 now and uh i've lived a good life but you know you know what they say i'm here for a good time not a long time hey, you know i'd like i'd like both i like yeah. both well why not both exactly all right phil thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it um is there anything that you would like to plug or just throw out there that you might also do 
Um, I mean, I, I started a, a side business just to, you know, see what would happen in my spare time, you know, helping out a lot of executives and people and the stuff that we don't typically cover. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, an individual boutique kind of IT experience, feel free to reach out. Phil at Lamasutra.com. That's Lamasutra LLC. All right. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. You too, man.